Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in, I sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time, as always. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and tell others about it, thank you so much. Hopefully it gives you some tools in your toolbox, and hopefully it helps the country just a little bit. Or maybe it gets you through a little piece of your day today. Not a whole lot on the homestead, did a little yard work, had to clean out the laying boxes in the chicken coop. We'll see if that helps the egg production issue. I think that's about it. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for living in this land of many blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And allowed us to live here. Help us not to allow luxury and extravagance and ease of living to replace virtue. And serving you. Help us not to forget the poor and the needy, the widow and the orphan in our own state of plenty. And help us not to be afraid to stand up for your word and to do whatever is necessary to pass on liberty and freedom to the next generation. And God, my words, Father, in your Son's name we pray. Amen. So, every once in a while, I don't know how often I do it, I don't keep track of it. Uh, I know we did it within the past few months, I think the past few months, might have been past half year, on the Treaty of Tripoli. I get a lot of comments, a lot is relative, but a lot to me, and it's just amazing the lack of knowledge on our founding that's out there, and how many people regurgitate what they've been told by others with no real idea of the truth, of going back and looking at the writings, looking at what people said, looking at the foundation of our country. You know, we, we did a couple podcasts recently on a few of the original 
state constitutions at the very beginning of our country. And in those state constitutions, every single one of them talked about faith in Christ. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the fact that it was a requirement and at least a couple that I can think of, to profess faith in Jesus Christ in order to hold public office. Not in order to be a citizen, but in order to be a leader. And of course today, many people would find that astounding. They would probably think it was false even when shown that it isn't. And so all of this to say, I got hit on something I posted recently. Actually, I think I posted a while back, folks. It doesn't really matter, but it was about John Adams. And this person came back and said, John Adams is a deist. Uh, he didn't really care about Christianity. Uh, he just believed in some kind of random God that started the universe and then walked away. And that's an argument that you hear frequently about Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson. And when you actually go, and, and I get, folks, I get caught up. Like, with Adams, they made this comment, and I'm like, man, am I missing a lot? Am I just, am I just not doing a real good job? Uh, and, and I don't know everything about all these people. It would be impossible to know everything about any of these people, much less all of them. And so there are certainly times in their lives where they may have said something that I'm not familiar with. But there's a long list of actions especially for John Adams that we're going to talk about today some, but even for Jefferson and Franklin, that their worldview was encompassed, was, was controlled, was dictated, was shaped by Christianity. So that even if they didn't follow Jesus Christ themselves, they knew that the country had to have those principles of Christ instilled at its core. And so what we're going to do today is go back and look, not that I think this person listens to the podcast, but at some of the quotes of John Adams. And we may spend a couple days on this, but today really I wanted to kind of lay out some of the, the comments that show, in his own words, his faith in Jesus Christ and his belief in Christianity as the only true religion because God there's only one God and and so you know and that again goes right in the face of this idea today that everybody's right from their own point of view that all faiths and all peoples are equal all countries are equal and they're not and we do a disservice by saying that they are you know I always use this extreme example but anybody you would be hard-pressed, I think, for most people, even people that don't know that much, to put 
Hitler and Mother Teresa in the same category as far as good and bad from a worldly point of view. Well, from a Christian point of view. And yet we try and do that with different faiths. Oh, they're all the same. Islam, Judaism, Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism. Well, that's impossible. Because certainly for Christianity, which I'm most familiar with, it claims there's only one way to God. And that's through Jesus Christ. And there's only one true God. And so that immediately, if you're really following the principles of Christ, if you're really seeking Him and and following the commands of Christ, that immediately puts you at odds with every other faith. There's no way for you to claim to be Christian and say that all faiths are equal. Other faiths can have moral teachings, but those moral teachings will never go against Christianity. And the immoral teachings that some of those other religions have will never be in line with Christianity. So, uh, this is uh, a letter to Judge F.A. Vanderkamp. Had to drag that out. December 27th, 1816. This is John Adams writing. As I understand the Christian religion, it was and is a revelation. So, something that God opened up to man, right? Letter from November 4th, 1816 to Thomas Jefferson. The Ten Commandments and the Sermon on the Mount contain my religion. So, Old Testament, right? The Ten Commandments. uh, And the New Testament, via Jesus Christ, the Sermon on the Mount. So, again, Christianity. Another letter, 1813, to Thomas Jefferson. I have examined all religions, as well as my narrow sphere, my straightened means, and my busy life would allow. And the result is that the Bible is the best book in the world. It contains more philosophy than all the libraries I have seen. So, again, the very best book in the entire world is the Bible. It's interesting here, he took the time to study all these different religions. I wonder how many of us today take the time to really dig into our faith and other religions around the world. Really dig in to find the truth as these men seem to have. There's a great book out there by... Lee Strobel, Case for Christ. I'm sure many of y'all are familiar with it. He was an atheist reporter up in Chicago, I think. And uh, I'm probably getting part of the story wrong, but I think finally his wife had harassed him so much about faith in Christ that he said, you know what, I'm going to go figure it out for myself. And spent all this time, and Lord knows how much money, Digging into the Christian faith, digging into the case for Christ, because he was, a, I believe, ostensibly a criminal reporter. And it's he's 
all these interviews and all this evidence and just talking to all these people. It's a great book, phenomenal book. But I wonder how many of us really dig into finding that truth and strengthening our faith. Lord knows I don't do a good enough job. June 28, 1813, a letter to Thomas Jefferson again. The general principles on which the fathers achieved independence were the only principles in which that beautiful assembly of young gentlemen could unite. And what were these general principles? I answer, the general principles of Christianity, in which all these denominations were united. And the general principles of English and American liberty, in which all those young men united, and which had united all parties in America in majorities sufficient to assert and maintain her independence. Now I will avow that I then believe, and now believe, that those general principles of Christianity are as eternal and immutable as the existence and attributes of God, and that those principles of liberty are as unalterable as human nature and our terrestrial mundane system. You have to really be cynical, folks, or grossly ignorant, or malevolent, to look at the writings of our founders and not see Christ at the center of the founding of this country and at the center of the vast, vast majority of these men's lives. You look at that statement just now again from Adams, and we'll wrap up here today. Those general principles of Christianity were the principles on which the fathers achieved independence and the only principles in which that beautiful assembly of young gentlemen could unite. And those general principles of Christianity are eternal and immutable as the existence and attributes of God himself. So this man one of our greatest founding fathers is telling us the only way that we were able to unite as a country at the beginning and achieve liberty and independence was through the principles of Christ. Is it any wonder then today that having rejected those principles of Christ as a nation in our public lives, our policy, our laws, our institution? our judicial system, education, etc. Is it any wonder that we are failing and falling apart as a nation? And the only possible solution is to turn back to God and Jesus Christ. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. God bless your marriages. We'll talk to you all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.